empire will live on. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the third episode of The Rose Experience, my interview-based podcast where I have people big and small, tall and wide, whatever, to come on. Joining me today, I'm very privileged to have Daniel and Vinny from Final Fan TV. What's going on, guys? Man, thank you so much for having us on, and we're, we're happy to be here. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome to talk about some Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. I'm I'm the warrior of hype. I love is it. my is my moniker on that. What do you want to man? You got a lot to do. Uh, warrior of hype. <laughs> yeah, I go uh, Faraga fighter because uh, my I, profession is uh, I'm a firefighter, and I that's just something I've used for a while. I mean, knowing this your is better. like his <laughs> is so good that I was like I was like all right, look, man, the the, the Faraga fighter is so good. I need a good one. And I, I got that's what I got the warrior of hype. The warrior of hype is the play on the warrior of light, of course. <laughs> yeah. Darkness. Yeah. Well, that was that would be cool too. Yeah. When <laughs> you guys were a little bit older, because then it would just be fire three or fire two. Well, that is the correct way to say it. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, we've actually had this conversation before that I should change okay. it to fire three fighter. Um, the fire three it, fighter. Fire three. Yeah. That would work too. Mm. I like yeah, that. But I, uh, my my um, favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy X. So that's where you know I I was around for Final Fantasy VII when you know it was like Fire One, Fire Two, Fire Three. Mm-hmm. But uh, since ten was my favorite, and I just took a spell from that one. There oh, you go. Man, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites too. And I think we'll get into all that. But we are talking about the franchise of the moment, I suppose is Final Fantasy, and sometimes it can be slim pickings for our favorite franchises, which is crazy, because Square likes to do what Square does, but <laughs> we've got a glut of stuff to talk about, which is super awesome, because obviously it's it's my favorite franchise, and I assume it's probably yours as well. Oh, for yeah, sure, man, yeah. yeah. It, it's... So, why don't we just start with, you guys introduce yourselves, tell me about a little bit about yourselves, or tell the ten people listening about yourselves, and, and we can go from there. <laughs> been there man <laughs> uh but yeah i'm i'm daniel warrior of hype um uh, i guess you know started final fan tv um just to kind of like you know celebrate the franchise um and it, me and Vinny would sit there when we would go to work uh i i, I worked for nabisco he would work for target and i'd go in there to stock the cookies and we wouldn't do any work we would just sit there and talk about final fantasy in the aisle for like hours <laughs> not getting any work done so um yeah i mean i was just like dude we we can do a podcast out of this for sure <laughs> we knew what aisles to hide down to <laughs> the perfect food aisles to hide down like all the health food that was always yeah. you know nobody would ever went down <laughs> So when did you guys meet? How old were you? Oh, uh, that's when we met, um, right? Uh, ben, like it was, it was, God, that was a couple years ago. And at this six point, years five, ago? six years five, ago, five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five or six years ago, and then, um, yeah, from there, I had started a, I had started a YouTube channel um, that just kind of didn't 
it didn't do anything couldn't get any traction and i was like well it's pretty broad because it was all it was all like the whole spectrum of video games mm -hmm. and and we would just cover all the news and everything and i was like all right i if to in order to get traction i felt like we needed to focus on one thing and i was like that's an easy thing for me final fantasy is is obviously that's what we're most passionate about when it comes to the whole industry and it's thing but um yeah it was final fantasy for us so um, me and Vinny met about six years ago though and then a couple years later we ended up starting the podcast or the final fan tv yeah, yeah. almost two years ago <laughs> yeah coming up on two years coming up on two years hey, when is the When's the anniversary, quote unquote? That's uh, the final anniversary is what we're calling it. So that way, when for 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 this October, it'll be final anniversary, too. You know, we're keeping the spirit alive. So you think it's the final anniversary, but just like in Final Fantasy fashion, it is not the final. Fantasy, Never. You know? Never. <laughs> so we got final anniversary, too, <laughs> in October. <laughs> a sequel to the final anniversary. Or yeah, no, that's right. And uh, there might be a Crystallis something i don't know some shit we didn't know about <laughs> a little yeah. subtitle that we'll throw in there. final final anniversary rebirth that's right. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be final podcast brave versus 13 yeah brave. <laughs> spiritized too that's right so you love from final fantasy you guys just you loved it what was the game that each of you what what really made you fall in love with final fantasy you want to start benny sure um, so when I was younger, uh, I would go to Queens to visit my uh, godfather, and he had this uh, Super Nintendo that I would just go upstairs and, and start playing, and I didn't know what any of the games were. I played this bottle cap game that was pretty fun, and then I found this, uh, you know, high fantasy game, and it was like Endgame. It turned out to be Final Fantasy, um, uh, Final Fantasy IV. And it was it was Endgame, but I kept, I think it was four. Is four the one with the Mist Dragon? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. So yeah, it was four. Um, and so it was Endgame, and I just like making the characters do the spells and, and the summons. Uh, that's that was like my first, uh, I guess, exposure to the fantasy style, fantasy theme, any type of fa fantasy media. I was I was real young, and so every time I went to Queens, I would I would play that, and then I finally decided to start a new game, and it was uh, I had Kane use jump when fighting the Mist Dragon, and then <laughs> and then I beat the Mist Dragon while he was still mid jump, so he never came back down, and then after that fight, he's gone anyway, and I I was just <laughs> like oh no I screwed something up. Um, but that was like the first time that I played like a video game where I thought my, you know, my actions have consequences. And then from there, I was like, this is, you know, like a, a choose your adventure type of thing. And it, it was uh, just like love at first sight after that. That's awesome. Daniel? Yeah. Um, so I guess it started for me back when uh, 1997, when I was seven years old. Um, and I wasn't allowed to play rated teen games at the time. <laughs> so, so my older brother, Sean, uh, would play it and he'd go downstairs and play it on the, uh, in the, in that family room. And I'd go downstairs, sneak on down there and, you know, couches facing away from where I was. So I'd go down there and kind of like hide behind the couch and just kind of watch him play final fantasy seven. Um, and just watching him play that game. 
at seven years old, just my it, like it was I, I say this on the show, like it planted the seeds of my imagination, like it planted those seeds, uh, such a formative age, uh, seven. And then uh, eventually, you know, I, my brother, Sean, he knew I was there. So, so he knew I was watching him play it. So he eventually, uh, eventually got convinced my mom, convinced our mom to, to let me play it. Um, and man, just playing that game, like, like I said, imagination took root there. And every day I would just think about stories that I'd create in my head that were very like final fantasy. Um, and just, go to school and have my friends be my party members and like we're out of recess looking like a bunch of dummies just standing still you know waiting for our turn to slash air um and like and it just it just it really took root and um i mean basically it, like like i said man it whenever i think of stories even to this day like if i'm thinking in my head of a story it is very very final fantasy um and that all came from Final Fantasy VII, and of course, you know, I, I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. But um, like my brother Sean uh, came down with he got cancer, so when he passed away, that was such a um, like it the theme of Final Fantasy VII, right? Like the Final Fantasy VII, the live stream, and all of that other stuff about Aerith and like how the characters handled that that death and and everything like that it just it connected so much to final fantasy 7 um and then from there on out even like final fantasy 10 and like all this other uh the final fantasy is just so rooted in reality that i took hold of that uh but most importantly final fantasy 7 since sean introduced me to the game and then the game helped me cope or handle it as you know in a way uh mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, that's that's the the importance now. It, it hasn't become just a a passion for the game now. It's become part of me, I guess. You know, like that's uh, that's how it really that's really how it became something more than a video game for me. Wow, thanks. Yeah. That's I'm so sorry. First off, um, to hear that about your brother. Um, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that with me. Uh, and it, it does RPGs, video games as, as a medium have that power to bring, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, the power of friendship and stuff like that, but they have that, that, that way to bring people together. And you have those nostalgic times and, and this, that is obviously Final Fantasy seven, something that'll always be there for you and your brother, that, that, that glue that, that brings him back to you. I mean, we always have memories, but, those will be so vivid whenever you play that game. And that's, that's pretty special, man. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Like you said, man, whenever I, I turn on final fantasy seven, I feel closer to him. So uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's more than a game at this point, you know, rest in peace, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, uh, for me personally, I mean, I'm a bit older than you guys. Uh, RPGs as a whole fantasy star one was the game that brought me, into oh, this i was a sega kid through and through uh i feel blessed for that because i feel <laughs> nintendo kids never gravitated to sega they just played nintendo but whereas sega kids we got everything because most people had nintendo so i had to play that eventually but in terms of final fantasy obviously i played final fantasy one 
and it was awesome, but I thought Fantasy Star was better. But when I got to the Super Nintendo, um, it definitely was Final Fantasy II, what we now know as four, is what mm -hmm. really brought me in. I was just completely blown away. I remember when I got it, we drove over to Buffalo as we did in the winter for a basketball tournament, went to the Galleria Mall, the Walden Galleria, and I saw this beautiful red cardboard box sitting on the shelf. And I snagged it, and I remember the whole time, couldn't play. It took me two weeks after a trip to get home. I popped that thing in. And the beginning is so strong to that game. It just brought me in, like oh. I said, all the way to the Mist Dragon, Kane, all the characters, the, the deaths. Well, sort of deaths, anyway. But Burning the village at the beginning? Yeah. Being the one that did that? And even some of the, like, it wasn't just the, like you, you said, Vinny, it, it wasn't, you know, we know now that the games can be much more but at that time that just seemed like the biggest a game could ever be to me and there was these side stories i felt like yang with sylph and the spoon and you know finding the the secret summoning uh village that where Rydia grew up in and you could get the secret summons there like that's that game was awesome to me and it always will be one of my very very favorites of all time so that's ever since then i've i've been lost like the final fantasy uh, orchestral, I think it was Final Fantasy Nine. That's the theme that walked me out of my wedding and everything. Oh, really? Well, oh, that's awesome. I had everybody, we had like a destination wedding. I was like, you know, what's that song? I'm like, it's Final Fantasy Nine <laughs> Orchestral. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's really it cool. Worked really well. Yeah. My wife puts up with my my habit stuff like that so. <laughs> i posted a meme this morning uh that i i had to create it myself because i saw somebody else use it i don't know if you've ever seen it where it's like this guy he's got a beer in his hands huh i only steal memes so you, yeah it's, i stole it like I, I straight up stole it and then you erased what they had to say and i had to put mine because uh i bring this up because you said your wife uh you brought your wife into it so uh like he was he's like holding a beer and he's like 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 kind of talking intensely to her and she's just like whoa okay <laughs> like just kind of like backing away and i'm like that was me literally this morning <laughs> talking about how the plates in final fantasy 7 remake are 300 meters above ground but in the original they're only 50 meters above ground so it's less oppressive in remake it's not there's not pollution going on like it's everybody's a community and like i was talking to my wife this morning just randomly sprung this on her and she's just like okay <laughs> And that mean goes, I love it, because it's like this this short sort of muscle dude just corners this hot chick and he's afraid. Yeah, it, the thing works with so many. Yeah, it's great. It's but that's really cool about uh, how Final Fantasy IV is, uh, is the game. You know, like you said at the beginning, before, I guess before we went live, um, you were talking about how, you know, you're, you're 40s and we're 30s, and like it's like Final Fantasy IV was your entry point, or Final Fantasy II. Um, but like, that's really cool because a lot of the people that we talk to, they're always like seven or ten. You know what I mean? Like seven or ten. or But you it, saying... Those to, I mean, three or six definitely yeah. was a little bit later. But I feel like the people that loved three or six... Let's just call it six for the sake of it. I just... Yeah. <laughs> people as from Nintendo, right? But most mm -hmm. people who love six already knew Final Fantasy Four. I mean, mm -hmm. like I said, I, I played the first one, really, really liked it. I, I have to admit, in terms of my RPGs specifically, I like characters that are dictated to me. I don't like a blank slate character. Like, I want to know what the story you have, the, the defined character classes. 
even it was okay. even something that twelve that kind of bothered me that they rectified with the Zodiac uh, edition. You know, oh, you yeah. find that it just every character could be ultimately the same, and even though whatever, it's still a great game. But that that always bothered me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Four is in my top favorite as well. Like it's it's up there, and I didn't actually Wasn't discover the end. Until, like, like well, I think we'll close on like what our favorites are and, and stuff. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, first of all, uh, just before we move on to the next, congratulations on your channel, guys. I really like what you're doing. Um, if you don't, I mean, we'll, we'll show you out at the end, but again, it's Final Fantasy, Final Fan TV, and they're celebrating their second year anniversary in October. Yeah, so, so much, yeah. Yeah, um, I wanted to talk to somebody because I run another podcast called The Grizzled Veterans because we're really old, and that's what we do we never talk about current stuff but it's hard for us to get together sometimes with busy life and kids um yeah. <laughs> i need to talk about fantasy with someone. <laughs> you guys decide to come in and we have this glut of information so i think we'll start right at the top and state of play happened two weeks ago now i think yeah yeah uh yeah state of play was at top of the month yeah yeah and we finally mm -hmm. got that second trailer for Final Fantasy 16, and I mean, I I think we're all on the same page here with it. And I gauged your reaction video, but I'll just <laughs> leave it to you guys. How we let's take the temperature of the room off Final Fantasy 16 right now. Okay, uh, Vinny, I've been talking a lot. <laughs> Go ahead, Vinny. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, so after after seeing what they had to show us from State of Play, uh, it so I feel like not a lot of questions were answered and I have more questions after, you know, watching the second trailer. And we did a lot of um, speculation after it came out. I mean, we watched it basically frame by frame several we times <laughs> live. Uh, but it, it, so I, I've been, so I play like a bunch of other games and a lot of people, you know, play Final Fantasy and we talk about that as well. And I tried to, get there um uh, i tried to gauge how they felt about it seeming like they're going with a single uh single player not a party system and a lot of my uh friends are not super excited about that uh which made me feel a little less excited but i i personally don't care if it's a party or a single player um because I feel like with the story that 16, what it seems like they're trying to convey is that this is going to be a really intimate story with Clive. Mm. Um, and I feel like it being a single player and then seeing some of the screenshots and then uh, our guesses at it being sort of um, an open world. I don't know if you saw Daniel's video about the map and and <laughs> how it's... <laughs> How it how he has it kind of planned out if it's going to be open world or if it's going to be more of like a sectioned off open area, but to me it feels like uh, when he was explaining that it it felt more like a, an Elden Ring kind of vibe where it's like this this one person is on this grandiose experience uh, this you know large scale journey um, and I feel like you're just going to get more intimate with your your character. If it's just one person you have to worry about, one person's getting fleshed out, um, and that one person's relationship with all of these uh, secondary characters. So, I mean, that was the biggest thing for me, was trying to find out if it was going to be a uh, single player or a party 
system mm -hmm. and i think the second trailer kind of gave that to me by basically i mean there are some hints that you might get to play as other people because we did notice that clive's name is under the health bar and if at, yeah at times it was almost like you know at times it wasn't at times it was and it's just like hmm, why <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we just kept breaking down daniel's reaction in a minute but let's let's stay on the combat thing because i mm -hmm. i think it's a big stickler for a lot of people i mean i'll just preface with this one thing i always feel about final fantasy is people always want to go you know i i want my traditional final fantasy i want my traditional this and one thing i'll just tell you like Final Fantasy has never really been about tradition. Yes, it has traditional things. It has your your Moogle, although they came later, and Chocobo's over there, these staples. But in terms of combat, it's always evolved. Even when it was turn-based, you know, ATB, then we moved forward. Um, even in Final Fantasy X, there was modifications to that. They've always been on the cutting edge of not only gameplay innovations within the genre, but also cutting-edge visuals. You know, you see, why they always are going to... Games need to be like this. Let's push them out quicker. Look at every Final Fantasy pretty much ever. Mm -hmm. Like Final Fantasy 7, PS1, to the hill. Then you look at the jump from 7 to 8. Insane. People never... And that was like two and a half years after. Like, Final Fantasy has always pushed the envelope in terms of gameplay yeah. within the genre, visuals and presentation, and sounds. And sometimes not only for not for the better... Sometimes it's hurt it, but at least they're not afraid to do it. And I just think in terms of the combat, while Vinny, I, I agree with a lot of the assumptions being made, I think a lot of people are kind of jumping the gun just because we don't have a lot to go on. Uh, I don't think... If it's if it's just Clive who we play as, I'm cool, because I trust... First of all, I trust Naoki Yoshida implicitly. I don't know if you guys played 14, or I'm sure you know all about it, even if you don't, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I have so much respect for Yoshi P. Yeah, yeah, and you know, with the DMC guy, uh, I, his name escapes me at the moment. In charge of it, and yeah. honestly, they're really cagey with these trailers. I guarantee you, there's a lot of shit that's been on. By the way, you can swear on this podcast if you want to. Um, <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of shit that they, you know, carefully. They're very, very. Every second of these trailers is finely crafted and tuned and. Om you know, they don't give you anything that they don't want to. So they haven't, there's a reason they haven't answered that question yet. You know, uh, and I don't think, and the reason I, if it was just a, a single player, I mean, they're single player games, but a single character game, I really don't think Yoshida would be afraid to answer that question because he's kind of a no bullshit guy. You know, he's, he's very, very transparent. If this was Nomura or Katase, yeah, I don't know if I would trust them as much, but with yeah. with the guys they have in the helm, I, I'm going to take wait and see approach. But I know a lot of people want to make, you know, they, they want to have this picture cemented before we get everything. But we're all away from 2023, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean that's like one of the things. Um, like you said, man, there's there's just not enough to know, and like Yoshi P is very transparent, so he'll he'll let us know when he wants to. Um, but like as far as the combat goes, I think it just looks super fun. Like I, I, I'm I'm on board with it, and uh, I think one of the things I was discussing when it came to the rating, like uh, a lot of people think it's going to be rated M, uh, even on I think the actual official trailer for it, it says likely rated M. Uh, oh, before I missed that. 
Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it wasn't during the live stream of the state of play, but then when you watch the Final Fantasy uh, mm. YouTube on the channel, uh, yeah, the official channel, it starts off with likely rated M, and I think that's so cool for me. I'm ready for a mature Final Fantasy. Um, but I was talking to somebody about. They were like, "Well, I mean, you know, teen rated. You know, all the cells better, which I don't think so." Um, but I was like, "Yeah, I get it." Because if I, if Final Fantasy VII was rated M, I would have never been able to discover Final Fantasy. Uh, and it kind of comes back to combat. Um, if the combat is stuck in traditional, like if it's stuck with that turn-based, a lot of the the new generation is not going to want to play that. That's a very niche, like. Um, it's definitely become that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, it's got definitely got its audience, um, but but it's. You know, you're not going to get that. You're not going to keep moving forward, and and I've been uh, so on board with the combat for 16. It looks super fun, um, and obviously the Devil May Cry uh, battle director being involved. You know, it's going to be stylish. Uh, so super excited about it for me when it comes so to combat. So back to you, Vinny. Uh, I guess the question I have for your friends and you, I think a lot of your feeling on the combat for 16 would be predicated on your feelings on remake. The, the combat and that because even though yes there is a three-party system you really are just controlling one person bouncing in and around like i understand you don't care but your buddies that you're talking to did they play that and did they enjoy it um so some of them did play uh remake uh, a, a lot of my friends weren't uh super excited about remake because um they played final fantasy 7 and when i told them about remake back when it was announced they they were under the impression that it was going to be like a one-to-one -one remake with updated graphics basically and then when they played it they were upset by that and a lot of my friends are hard-headed so it's like like my one friend was like you know i'm i'm 30 years old and if if i don't like a game i don't need to finish it like i you know i'm, I'm getting to the point in my life <laughs> where like if i don't like a game within the first three hours then you know i i then I, I'm going to move on to something else because my time is valuable, which I understand that. But also, you know, I, he's like super hard headed, but I, I try <laughs> explaining, I try sticking up for it. Like, you know, uh, it, when I was 10, I wouldn't eat the pork that my mom made me either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I just play it now. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it, it's, I, I feel like, um, I mean, I say this about Dark Souls too. Uh, you know, I would love a Dark Souls four, but it, the director doesn't want to keep making Dark Souls, and I think that's his right as a director, and it's their right as a developer to make the game how they want the game to be produced. And we should just trust that it they they know what they're doing, and we're gonna get three parts. It was announced that we're gonna get three parts. Yeah, so the transparency like... during the last one. I think I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about. We finally, yeah, we'll, we will get to the stuff, but it, I mean, it sort of just goes organic. We can, it can go wherever. I just, I don't yeah. want to forget what we we're actually on. But yeah, like I understand where the the trepidation and the uncertainty comes from because unlike Miyazaki and Dark Souls, Final Fantasy has been floundering. Uh, you know, and again. I guess, you know, your feelings on 7, I guess your feelings can go, if you're a Final Fantasy back, even back to 15 and how you felt about that. Um, See, I, I love 15. <laughs> I love 15. I loved it a lot. <laughs> I love 15. And honestly, Remake, I got to say, man, while we're on the term to combat, Remake is the perfect 
uh, combination. I loved Remakes Combat so much. It is the perfect blend of that traditional that people want, turn-based type thing uh, with the ATB, I guess, um, and just action. Uh, if you bump that up to hard mode on Final Fantasy VII Remake, it becomes very strategic. It's no longer, you're, you're not, you can't just let them do their own thing. You have to keep switching back. You have to think a couple steps ahead. So that brings in the strategy. Um, and I just love that game. I love the combat so much. I think it's a masterclass in terms of what they adapted. In terms of what yeah, I Platinum did you know, on hard. So yeah. <laughs> even, uh, even if it is on normal, some of the later battles, like if you're not swapping strategically, you're going to get wiped. Like it's, yeah. it's just, and <laughs> you guys love 15. Eh? I, I do. 15's a game that I, okay. I think it's, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But all it does is remind me of what it could have been. And it's, mm -hmm. I don't, we won't, that'll, we'll leave that for another day. And I'll, I'll go over your channel. I'm sure there's a video on it. And maybe oh, we back and have a conversation about 15, but I just go back to that original, the 15 announcement from Versus, and almost yeah. everything in that fucking trailer isn't in the game. And it drives me bonkers all the time, because everything around Final Fantasy 15, like like the peripheral, King's Glaive, you know, the everything around it, it's like really cool stuff. Yeah. And then you, there's this story that doesn't make any sense with plot holes i can drive a truck through even if, okay man we're getting off topic but even <laughs> i'm just sitting here like i'm just like yeah yeah i want to i want to talk to you so bad about this <laughs> okay, just leave it at this but they're 10 fucking miles away from the capital that is getting bombed to shit and they don't even notice and they don't have cell phones and, and they can't find out anything like i was just like come on guys like what are we doing here and must have bought it, but he's never, he's never had a game with a comp, like a competent finished narrative ever. Mm -hmm. Like you got Type Zero, same thing. I mean, I'm glad we got it. Yeah, and I, I, I personally really, really love the journey of not, not this. I just, I don't know that that game is very special. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Topic. Like, there's so many good things in there. I love the characters. Mm. Uh, and there's yeah, there's a lot. Of, but anyway, like, hey, there's so, so many things. I love the characters. I could. I, I just <laughs> I, it's like we could go on for an hour with this. And I yeah. <laughs> is, did you get the 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 novel that was supposed to be the DLC? I I the story it ends with fifteen. I don't. I, I got the novel. I have it right here. Right, okay. It's right here. But I don't read it because I don't like what they did. Like so, for me, um, I thought it would be so. Anyway, we'll go in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about it uh, maybe another. Time. So sixteen, but uh, Daniel, you're still, uh, sorry, Vinny, go ahead. Um, I, I I heard you bring up uh, Type Zero, and so something uh, just relevant to sixteen. I really hope that they don't do what they did with Stranger of Paradise. They give it an M rating, and the then. M and they don't lean into it. I would really enjoy see, and this might sound like wrong, but I really want to see Type Zero style violence in Final Fantasy 16. Like if it's gonna go M, I really want them to lean into it and just go all out with the M rating. Um, I mean, it works for other games like The Witcher is, you know, extremely popular. And yeah, it, the, I think the M rating and Type Zero. I mean, I know not a lot of people like it, but. The, the the gameplay was was fun and the M they into the M rating. 
exactly. It gives, it, it gives the it gives the the creators, the writers, the you know obviously the freedom to do what they want. But I totally agree with Vinny. Like, if you're gonna give it the M rating, and this is a mainline Final Fantasy, the first time that a mainline Final Fantasy will be M rated, um, don't just don't just like you know give me an F bomb and then that's it. Because like Stranger of Paradise, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the game. I I, I mean I loved it. Uh, I thought it was super entertaining, but I was like, they didn't, they didn't let Jack go. They didn't let him loose. Like it's a rated M game and they, they just, it didn't give me everything I wanted. There was no, uh, I mean, this sounds wrong. Like Vinny says, but there was no decapitations, no kind of, you know, like there's nothing going on, no blood splatter. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, they could have, they got to lean into this M rating for 16 in my opinion. Yeah, um, I don't think the sales like what you were what you were stating earlier definitely made sense for seven in the day. But we also have to keep in mind that not as many people were playing video games in there. Like the PS One was the number one selling console, and at that stage when seven came out, what was there maybe sixty five million sold? Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Right. Like nowadays, Elden Ring is the is a critical darling and like the commercial best selling game of the year. Like you mentioned, Witcher Three. These games it doesn't matter the theme, so that. The sales argument to me, and I, I, I hear it sometimes, people want to play good games, and they don't give a shit if it's rated teen or M or whatever. Kids mm -hmm. they are going to figure out a way to play it. And I do agree with you, Daniel, that the only thing that's going to stop them from playing it would be just adhering to, you know, purist whining about turn-based. Because, you know, you go from 15, you go to remake, and now you go to 16. They're going to include some sort of hybrid that embraces a turn-based thing while giving us putting the action combat in the forefront so as long as you can do a little bit of both and give them the option great and i think yeah. i applaud them for doing that because it's hard they're basically making two different combat systems in a way and uh, the beauty of what they're doing is obviously like we we're talking about final fantasy 16 keeps moving the bar forward um and the, and those fans that do want that turn based which i mean hey I think it's I never say that an opinion is wrong. Like I mean if that's if that's something that you you really enjoyed about Final Fantasy, um I'm sorry that it's gone, but hey, Bravely Default is out there and it's like that's they're kind of continuing they're mush, pushing that over there. They're like, "Okay, turn-based. Let's give that to a different brand or different uh franchise, but it's still very Final Fantasy in, in a mm. way." Um so the the franchise itself Final Fantasy is it's going to continue to evolve into more action um, and more style to get more people um, to play it. So. Yeah, and um, just, just for the record, I love my turn-based games. I'm just saying, yeah. moving you know the franchise forward. This is what they're doing, whether you like it or not, for better or for worse. It just it is what it is. So yep. we're with that. Um, Daniel, uh, Vinny has a more apprehensive approach to the the trailer. What about you? Oh man, I think that I was I was setting off, man. It was setting me off. I, I loved everything I saw in it. Um, just it, it gave us the action. It gave us the freaking uh, you know kaiju battles between the summons. It's just everything was freaking hyping me up. Um, I, they showed us the combat. They showed us how that was going to feel. They showed us locations um, that we're going to be able to walk through. They even gave us screenshots afterwards uh, that was even showing even more um but yeah i mean like i was after seeing the trailer i have to kind of disagree a little bit i was actually a little more uh knowledgeable of what the story was going to be uh i i, I feel like i caught a, a better grasp of what's happening um 
to the point now I made that video on our YouTube channel that I literally charted the map of Final Fantasy 16. I took the map they got. I was able to draw borders between from what I got from the trailer, from what's on the website. I draw uh, the Dalmechian Republic, the Rosaria, uh, the Empire of Sam Breck. Uh, and that, you know, just, I was like, all right, with this information, now I can determine where I think the plot's going to go forward. It was just, I just really loved it. I am so into uh, 16 right now. And it, and it sounds strange for me to even say out loud, but I think I'm more excited for 16 than Rebirth, which is <laughs> crazy for me to say. Um, so 16 is, is super exciting for me. I, I'm so pumped for that game. And that, that Soken score, like, my God, man. It yeah. just, like the first, uh, the song from the first one, like when it hits after Ifrit rips apart what we assume to be uh, Phoenix, and then mm. it's just boom, and I'll put it in in this video here. I was just like, yes, let's go, you know. <laughs> you know there's a guy online, Alex Mukala. I don't know if, and he did. He breaks down. It's he. They haven't released the track online. He brought his own version by bringing in parts from because he assumed it was Soak, and they hadn't released it yet. Of parts from Stormblood and and parts from all these, and he recreated it on his own. And I was like, "This is just incredible." He's an incredible talent, man. Uh, I actually had him on the show one time to talk. Oh, about did him. you? I was trying to get him on my show, but he probably looked like. Is it, you know, I used to freelance all over the place on in 2012, 2013, and then I was like, you know, I got better things to do than write for a couple <laughs> hundred bucks, so I just stopped doing it. But I I never stopped loving it. it was hard work, yeah. But I, you know, talking about video games, like who's this guy with like 20 followers? No one cares. Uh, but it's cool. I know the struggle. <laughs> I'm very persistent. I'll break him down 100. Um, so don't, I was going to say, don't actually discount that because he was on our show. Um, he's a really cool guy and very generous. Um, he's super busy, so if he if he can't make it, then yeah, obviously yeah. super understandable. But that was. That wasn't even we weren't even I think uh, past ten podcasts like it wasn't it was it was a really early on in our uh, channel's history so he's really cool if you can get to talk to him he even worked on uh, Ben Hur like the movie like the re- uh, like the uh, re- re- the trailer he oh. did the trailer yeah he did the trailer music for that um, so yeah I mean he he's so good I I really actually kind of hope that Final Fantasy and it seems that Soken has already noticed him because they had a interview with he had an interview with Soken um and I really hope that that he gets to come on and and even if it's for a jukebox song from Final Fantasy 7 you know what <laughs> hey, this awesome. he's such a big with that that track he did that could have been a possible boss uh theme I was I loved it and then he, you know, adaptive audio that you can implement in, 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 in combat. And then he did a vocalized version. Anyway, Alex, yeah. is it, is it, Mukala? is that how you say it? Uh, I hope so. Cause that's what I call <laughs> Sorry, but your name, if you watch this shout out, man, Alex uh, Mukala. Yeah. Well, I guess we close. So from the first trailer to this one, did your feelings change for the better, uh, for worse? And I guess like, you know, as leading up into summer, 2023, what are your hopes for in terms of uh, trickled out information? Like I trust Yoshi P and Pussy, and I'm I'm with you, Dan. Like as much as I'm into remake and rebirth, like my hopes and dreams are resting on 16 right now, and I mm. I'm just hype beyond hype, man. Yes, uh, yeah. I mean, like so 
obviously the first trailer came out in 2020 maybe yeah like okay i was gonna say maybe 2019 i don't know no i think it was 2020 um but it was a long wait and uh we finally had information that i could really dive into because the first trailer we were like okay we got what we wanted and now we have this long wait i don't know what to talk about anymore when it comes to 16 they gave us something to talk about um mm. and i it our, my hype level is definitely intense i have it as my wallpaper right now on my computer uh so so yeah i mean between the first trailer and the second trailer it only got better it only got better and i and i gotta say man every every event when they would say like you know put your clown faces on couldn't stand it i was like i don't care man i'm not gonna go clown face i'm just excited i'm gonna hype it up as much as i can if it's not there i know it's coming don't be discouraged it's coming they yoshi p promised it and he finally uh he finally delivered at the tail end of spring but yeah. when he said he's spring and it didn't show up that one state of play the japanese state of play but it wasn't quite yeah. spring on that one so i was like i remember talking to the i'm like i'll give him that but if yeah. in spring come on and the one thing <laughs> that i left out the one thing the trailers the difference from that one awakening to this one is dominance i think that's what they coined it yeah. um the visuals a lot of complaints on the original for the visuals i never had a problem because he admitted afterwards that it was an early days trailer and final fantasy again always pushes the visual envelope so i had no worries but a lot of people did talk about that so yeah i mean even the even like and i'll admit it right now like even the even the new dominance trailer was very great looking but as a ps5 exclusive it's just kind of like yeah like it still doesn't I mean, it looks great. It looks fantastic, but it, it's not where I would imagine it to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, especially if it's going to be open world, which we're not too sure about. Not sure. Yeah. Uh, and then that's like, okay, that justifies what we're looking at. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that was one of the questions that got answered. What about you, Venny? Uh, so with the trailer, like talking about the music, I remember when we were watching the trailer, when it got to the end, when they were like announcing the icons, um, yeah, when, when they started doing that, like get up, like just take a walk on that one. I was like, oh my god, it, 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 it reminded me of when I watched the uh, the Dragon Ball Z Brawly movie. Oh yeah, um, yes, just when, that. when like they're fighting and you you hear like in the in the score you hear them say like brawly and, and goku and vegeta like when they're fighting but it's like part of the orchestra and everything i got like those feelings and i got like goosebumps and i was like yeah just really excited for the icon <laughs> yeah, that so that, like, that's the highlight honestly I, I think that's the intro to this this podcast i always have my yeah. little stinger and then i do a little music thing that's gonna be the intro music just right that'll, get, that'll get anybody hyped <laughs> yeah, don't get hyped on. Look, guys, I mean, we could geek out on sixteen forever, but there's a couple more things to cover. Yeah. Um, from there, any last words on sixteen before we move on? I, uh, I yeah, I'm just excited <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, we'll talk about it soon when they give us more. But in Yoshi P, we trust for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, man. I, I not like. This is going to segue right into it, uh, what's your next topic, I'm sure. But Yoshi P is always super transparent about what he's talking about. And I think, um, and like you could even tell in interviews with Nier Ultimata, like, uh, it was like he's just talking about a different game. And then all of a sudden, or I think it was Final Fantasy XI interview, but whatever. Like 
he just he throws in 16 because you can tell he's he's passionate about it he's excited for it just like we are and he wants to talk about it and i think one of the things he said was like oh man they're gonna have me in the office tomorrow and, and give me an earful about this one <laughs> On the, well, they had him talking about it during Shadowbringers in 14 and then an Endwalker. And he's like, all right, like you guys, I get asked about this all the time and I have to talk about it. It's like, it's not like I'm not avoiding it, but whatever. Yeah. And he yeah. Really yeah. And that's, that's what I loved about him. And I think, um, I would hope so at least that Katase and Nomura, um, that, that whole team, the, um, creative business, uh, one, like. I think they were paying attention. I'm hoping so. Because what happened after Rebirth trailer and they released that those statements afterwards, they didn't have to do that. They released the statements afterwards talking about how they're excited, what we just showed you. And not only that, they tell us the, the number of parts in the, in the game. Like, this is going to be a three-part trilogy. They didn't have to tell us that. Um, and, and it was so out of character, it felt like, for Katase and Nomura, that team. To say it's going to be a three-part trilogy, um, we're going to uh, like basically this is an unknown journey now. Like he, they they were very clear about that this time around to let us know it's an unknown journey uh, for the party. The trailer itself was way more. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that still think this is going to follow the original, but the trailer itself was very uh, straightforward to let us know. Like the the past is the past. We can change the future. That stuff is not in the original. Like all of this, it's going to be a very different thing. It's a very different game. And I, for one, appreciated the name change as well. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is so much better than Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Yeah, it's no longer um, misleading in a way. So. I get that. I totally understand the double entendre of remake. I I, I understand it. Uh, but when it came to remake, there's so many fans that are upset that this is not a remake. This is a this is not my original story. This game takes a crazy left turn at the end, um, and even throughout um, a little bit. But it's definitely not the the remake. And then when Katase came out. Uh, a couple, maybe it was like a year later, or it was in an interview with Aud like Audrey translated it from Twitter. And he said that, please assume Final Fantasy VII Remake will continue on as it always had, like in the original. And I'm no way that they're going to try and pull this again. Like they're not going to try to do this again and convince people, oh yeah, we're sticking to the original. You know, like wink, wink. Um, so... Calling it Rebirth, I feel like it's very important to let fans know that you're not getting the original story. I think yeah, that's a... It dispels that illusion. I was actually... We're, we're going to talk about Rebirth now, but I was actually going to do uh, Crisis Core. Uh, oh, oh, my bad, my bad. I, I'm just jumping to it. I'm excited. Because, I mean, that's that's the next biggest one for sure. And before we get to you, Vin, I... Now... Social media is vocal, okay? I know it's vocal. Mm -hmm. So are fans really that mad that it isn't a straight-up remake? Or is that just... Like, listen, man, I listened to, you know, the Mass Effect 3 ending controversy. They tried to pass that off as a vocal minority, and it wasn't. It was the vast majority of fans that were upset with it. But in this yeah. case, I'll just tell you, like, 
I wanted a remake. I did. And, you know, but after I played it and I liked these, these, these touches and the nuances, and then it just went like, towards the end, it went Evangelion, you know, remaster, you know, where the first two were pretty much straight ahead. And then by three and four in the end of two, it's like, okay, no, this isn't following the original path. And right away though, you could tell something was up and then they just dove headlong into it. And, you know, people go crazy about this stuff and they're like, no way it's this. We have no idea how this can go. We can hypothesize about it and we can, you know, make educated guess somewhere. Is it going to go on, you know, in terms of air and, and Sephiroth, but we have, the only way we're going to be able to judge what they're doing here or what they end up doing is when it's done pure and simple. Like I won't, I will hear nothing else. You can tell me that you're upset that it's going in different direction, but you don't know if it's going to be good or not. You, you have right. no clue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, I would say like to answer your question, uh, like it's, it's interesting because if you don't like the direction of remake, I can, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll like, I like speaking for, like I said at the uh, at some point during the show, I don't think opinions are wrong. So like when people say that they didn't like it because it's not the remake they wanted, I think they're justified for that. Um, and I'm just like, every time they speak up, they're shut down hard. And I think it's the other way around where there's, a, you know, there's obviously toxic people on both yeah. sides. And that's like, those are the ones that get the most oxygen, but I, the conversation I'm more than willing to have, and I get why people would be disappointed, but my only thing is, yeah, there's a good chance they might screw this up. And honestly, Square can. Square can screw things up really, really well. But I'll, I'll And I criticize them. They're my favorite. Favorite franchise. But I criticize the shit out of them all the time. And I have that's no, I have yeah, no problem doing it. Yeah, it's because we love them. That makes, yeah. It, it, yeah it's the way it is and like and that's uh whenever somebody speaks out like that as long as it's not like you're wrong this is dumb or something like that. uh because but if i if somebody's speaking up and they're they're speaking about it like, i have people on our youtube channel that will write i mean seriously like a whole like five paragraphs in a comment and i'm like that's awesome they're passionate about this like you can tell even though it's a bunch of like i can't believe they're doing this this is ridiculous all this other stuff but as long as they never say like you're an idiot for thinking this or something like that then i will take their opinion to heart and i'm like okay yeah i, I totally get what you're saying and i think where it comes down to is uh and i've been saying this for a while it's the it's the marketing of it that was really uh they were definitely going for the twist, right? So they were going for that twist. And it, and in order to do the twist, they had to bait and switch. They had to give you what they wanted. That's the only way it can work. That was the only way. That, and I thought about it and I'm like, well, obviously, yeah. I mean, that you can't say, hey, guys, we're going to be transparent about this. We're actually going to be, in a way, retconning Final it, Fantasy VII. can't tell people that because then it ruins the, the, like, the holy shit of it. Or is this actually happening? No, you yeah. can't like you can't do it and i and like i get it and like but the thing was is like the promise has been made and it's like we've made you this promise that we are giving you final fantasy 7 remake that you have been begging for for years since 2005 when the, the tech demo was there for the ps3 you have been begging for this game we're going to do it for you and then, and the then they games that they, was 2015 e3 when we got that trailer yeah dude yeah. i agree that reaction was insane. 
you talked about your friends and how they took with remake and how that bounced into 16 but i, I didn't really get your thoughts on how you felt about remake so uh it was kind of it was definitely a roller coaster because i remember advertisements for final fantasy 7 remake uh, uh not verbatim but i believe it was along the lines of like you know, this is going to be a Final Fantasy for people who have played the original and for people who have never played the original. This is your chance to experience it for the first time. And so, like, those advertisements, kind of, like, you know, led you into thinking, like, this is going to be a one, one-to-one one remake, which, you know, at, at the time I was, like, super excited for. And then they have uh, I think the game. Just to interject real quick, though. I kind of want to do this just to kind of because whenever whenever somebody says one to one remake, a lot of people assume that you're talking about gameplay. Like you, you still want the top down. You still want the. Oh no, no, no. that's the, that's the, not what I mean by. Yeah, and I, I have to clarify that a lot with people. It's like, no, we're talking about a one to one remake with modernized gameplay and graphics. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, when I when I meant like one to one remake, I I just meant like story, uh, yes, uh, like just just story. But um, like so, you know, most of the game it plays like the original, and then it doesn't. At, yeah, there's like little moments where like a whisper flies through, and you're like, "What the heck was that?" <laughs> oh, dude, or, but I don't care, man. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? was, you know, just like back to a moment you know, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> coming back. Yes. Back on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I, I got to the end. I, my, so my, my younger sister used to watch me play Final Fantasy VII original and she watched me play remake and I get to the end and you're fighting the harbinger of fate. And my sister's like, I don't remember this. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) I don't either. either. Uh, and I, I was, uh, dissatisfied for a long time with the ending uh, I played it through hard mode I, I played I replayed it a couple of times uh, and I was just still dissatisfied with the ending yeah. and then we started hearing other people the people that were excited for the way the direction that the game took uh, we started hearing them and I don't like to be like close-minded about stuff so like I didn't like it at first and then more and more people were like you know, did you really want the same story where you knew exactly what was going to happen? And I was like, no, they could throw some twists, but, you know, what they did was just so out of left field. And so, you know, it, it kept, uh, as time went on, I was like, you know what? I came to the realization of, again, these developers, like, I, I trust them, and they should be allowed to make the game they want to make. And no matter what, I'm still going to have Final Fantasy VII Original when I want to play that story. Mm-hmm. I can always play that story. That's not going away. Um, and then, so as I became more comfortable with it, uh, and with the recent trailer for Ever Crisis, I like how they threw in, you know, another shot at a remake <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> And so, course, um, and just mobile, but you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, one of my big things, Daniel knows this about Final Fantasy. I probably the number one thing about Final Fantasies is I like to break them apart, and I I min max everything, and 
I, I know the percentage values on items and, and equipment. And so like I'll do challenge runs like Final Fantasy one. I, I did one white mage for the whole entire game. Um, and Final Fantasy 10, I did no sphere grid. And oh, wow. like, so it's crazy. <laughs> like I, I, I always have the, the stories from like the original stories and along with like doing the challenge runs you have um final fantasy 7 a uh, new threat mod which is just like playing a brand new game and then uh suna mods makes echo s which that looks fantastic and it's fully it's, voiced yeah it's a fully voiced final fantasy 7 they got they got they brought in voice talent and stuff I, yeah i'm unaware of that that's you guys will have to tell me that maybe when we shut shut down yeah absolutely yeah. I don't think it's 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 not out yet, right? It's still uh, in beta. They got a demo. They got a demo yeah, out demo. that to um, uh, I think out of Midgar. So you got yeah. the full Midgar right now. Uh, so it's, it's Sunamods. Just anybody who wants to check it out, I think you can go to sunamods.com slash echo dash s. All right, I'll you check know. it out. Yeah. I mean, if if anything, that's that's the remake. That's the remake that I like. I'm gonna play as a remake <laughs> because they have everything's like retextured. It's, oh, it's yeah. Final Fantasy VII original, but it's retextured. I think it uses the models of the characters from uh, remake. He's working on that right now. Yeah, yeah it's one. Of and it has a night and day cycle, so you. I know that's pretty great weather. It, there's a weather system. There's <laughs> night and day cycles in it. Like, so I'm going to enjoy remake and rebirth now that I have uh, a fresh look on it. Um, at first, I was unhappy with the direction it took, but now. Uh, I'm like, okay, I want to see where this goes. I'm I'm hooked now. Like I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see where this goes. Journey. I know where it's gone. <laughs> right. I know where it's gone. I want to see where it goes now. You mm-hmm. know, I, I've played Final Fantasy Original, and I'm kind of grateful that it's not a one-to-one story remake mm-hmm. because now it's experiencing Final Fantasy VII like I experienced Final Fantasy VII Original, and it was. You know, a breathtaking experience. Um, that experience has yeah. been taken. I that gotta, is- I gotta, I gotta say, because like Vinny's talking about that spectrum of things, and that's amazing, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm so happy that Vinny and so many other people are there, where they're just like super excited for Rebirth because they have no idea what's going to happen next. Like, we have no idea if Aerith is going to even live this time around. Um, but for me. And this is, I mean, this is just me speaking. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the minority, but uh, for me, it's like, it's like, I don't know, guys. If, if this was a true remake of the story, and trust me, I love everything about remakes, combat, gameplay, the side quests, the going to Jesse's, everything like that, even the new additional things. But when it comes to changing the story drastically, like the way they have, and this is technically, it's a sequel in a way, like, if we're going with the theories of uh, yeah, that, there's theories out there. We don't really know, but it it's right in that way. Yeah. So so now we're looking at uh, in the new trailer for Rebirth is very apparent uh, clear clear on this of now. Hey, the past is the past that we that's going to stay there. Like basically telling us once again, like they're like, hey, we're speaking directly to the fans. Like Aerith speaking directly to the fans. There, she's saying the past is the past that's going to stay like so basically final fantasy 7 the original is there um 
but the future, even though it's written in Final Fantasy VII, the original, and in the whole compilation, we can still change it. Like, so basically saying, like, we're talking directly to the fans here. Um, so do not expect anything to go, or like, yeah, expect, sure, they're going to go to Calm. I'm sure they'll follow the same general direction and all this other stuff. And I'm going to be super excited to see those locations, like seeing Calm, seeing the Gold Saucer, Junon, all of these different locations are going to be amazing. But if you would have told me that it's going to be, if it was a one-to-one remake of the story, sorry, um, if it was the story, I think I would be more excited than I am now. I'm more, ex- I would be more excited to be like, guys, can you just wait? Like, just wait how hard it's going to hit when Aerith dies. Like, you know for sure this is going to happen. It's not a question. It's a remake of this. Like, how's that going to feel, dude? Wait, what about that moment when the weapons rise up and, you know, Junin blows off Sapphire's head? Like, that scene, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, or we get to fight Sapphire, which was the original plan. But I, Aerith, like you were talking about Aerith's line, that's kind of echoes exactly what, what Vinny's line of thinking was. You know, he had this whole trip and then eventually came around to, you know what? I have the past. That can yeah. stay there. But mm-hmm. I'm excited about the future. And I, I like hearing that because that kind of echoes that side uh, mm-hmm. Daniel, I know you're super excited, but you're like, you know what? I wouldn't have minded a one-to-one in terms of sure, oh, yeah. New Age remake. Whereas me, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I'm just along for the ride. I would yeah. like a little bit of both. But one thing, I'll take uh, the the juxtaposition just for shits and giggles here in terms of what you just said. I think, look, there, there was going to be a ton of interest around this me- remake regardless. But I think the it's garnering extra intrigue and newfound thing just because of the mystery. We, it, like, the cat's out of the bag for the sequel now. If yeah. it was just a Wonder Woman remake, we'd be like, okay, that's going to be awesome and it's going to look great. We already know what we're going to get. It's just about how much are we going to get, right? Yes. Of that of that segment of story. But in my mind, I think the, the mystery of it and is Square going to bungle this up royally or will they deliver on... Because sure... In the back of our minds, like regardless of how you think of Final Fantasy VII, it's one of the most important games of all time. I believe it's one of the best games of all time. They're not going to treat their property that is this important to them poorly. They're going to put in a ton of time and a ton of thought to make this right. It's not just going to be some Kingdom Hearts nonsense, even though the Harbinger kind of was that. <laughs> we'll figure something. You know, we'll figure that out a little bit later, right? But I'm, yeah, like I'm pumped for it. The most, out of the trailer, I mean, we see, I saw some people like, do you guys not remember this? I'm like, Sephiroth and Cloud walking, that's Nibelheim. That's the, you know, that's the trip. I mean, maybe it isn't, but I, I assume that's what it is. It's for sure Mount Nibble. Yeah, Mount, it's, it's definitely <laughs> walking towards that. But the Zack stuff, and, I, you know, they're really pushing Zack back into the forefront. Yeah. And again, for better or for worse, they're going to be embracing all that stuff that comes with it, which we can get into the crisis core uh, remaster in a minute, but I, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. All I know is I was kind of on your path, Vinny, uh, about the, the ending. And even like, I knew they were going to make us fight Sephiroth, but I kind of didn't want to fight him. Like, it, yeah. you know what I mean? He's, it's like the penultimate thing. And here we are in part one, having this epic face off, even though the whole CG and all that stuff was incredible. But, but when we got to the the ending of it, listen, anyone that hasn't finished 
remake just sort of fast forward for a minute or two <laughs> but the seven seconds or left speech at the end of the thing like that whole cutscene, that fight man i was just this has me 100 percent and then the theory about the seven seconds being the seven seconds from him coming down and stabbing Aerith. And that was that's crazy. Just, it lined up like the that. hairs on the back of my neck with the the, the music and everything. Just, I was just, I sat there with my jaw on the floor for a minute. I'm like, all right, they're doing this, and now I just want to know what is going to happen with two, which is not going to be two. It's going to be rebirth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, I'm 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 with you because that it, it is, like I said, like a long journey for us, um, or for me personally, a long journey. And I and you know I won't go into it too much, but. I call it, I went through the seven stages of grief. Like, I, I say that, uh, it, 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 like, it's funny, but I almost, like, I, I do mean it. I mean it sincerely when I when I say this. When I played Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time, the first time, it, it was the moment that Barrett got stabbed, and then uh, everything just kind of goes on from there. I was pissed like i mean like for me like it was it was just so i went through i went through denial leading up to it right of like whispers did something weird er, saved Aerith, ruined the whole pushing the barrels thing over that i was super looking forward to uh <laughs> but but uh i was like whatever dude because this is freaking awesome Aerith's house looks amazing so denial and then they go into anger from the moment that happened and that entire that entire ending for me was a blur like i was just so i was so much you, you you had yeah. to either watch it all again or hopefully yeah. it all again which i just i was like was man, i gotta go through this again here and figure <laughs> that was it I, I was so mad it's like anger happened and all of this other and I, I literally i literally went through like a depression like i was so like bummed for at least two or three months and i'm not even joking like it was two or three months of just complete like why is this game making me feel like i just got cheated on or something <laughs> like, like, like like I just got divorced or something. Like, what is happening to me? And then like um, from there, I, I I forced myself to go back and play it again because it's Final Fantasy VII. And echoing what uh, I said earlier about how much that story means to me, like personally, yeah. and I that's why it affected me the way that it did. I'm like I don't like this unsteady feeling that I have right now. I don't like not knowing if somebody's going to defy fate and stuff like that. It's like that's anyways, uh, I eventually got to the point where I accepted it. I'm like, I, I got to acceptance and I said, you know what? This is not a remake. No, it's not a remake. It's that double entendre thing. This is, this is, this is a new story. It's not a remake. And what they're telling is not done yet. And mm. like you said uh, uh, earlier, Jason, like it's not done yet. The story is not done. I can't judge it. I want to. I want to be involved in this. That's when I started Final Fan TV. Like I want to be like into this game because it's Final Fantasy VII. It's a part of me. And then I start. We started Final Fan TV to bring on. Uh, we brought on J John Eric Bentley. First thing we did, uh, like one of the first mm -hmm. voice actors mm -hmm. that we brought on was John Eric Bentley, voice of Barry. Mm -hmm. We got to talk to him. We got to talk to people who love the game, and like Vinny said. We started to, it, like the acceptance stage happened, and now I'm I can I can gladly say that I am past acceptance to the point where now I'm like I'm super hyped for rebirth because mm -hmm. I know not to expect uh, the story that I know and love. I know this is going to be the characters that I know and love, and and that's what I'm excited about. It's it's that. So it's just a, it was a long journey, Ben. It's a long journey for me. 
<laughs> but I'm uh, there. <laughs> a, a, a takeaway from the, the 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 trailer that we got for it, and then some of the um, some of the, the the comments that the people involved uh, in making the game uh, they posted. I believe it was on Twitter. Uh, where do, you got those off Twitter, right? The the side comments that we read. Um, uh, I think so. Yeah, the letters from the team, right? There was about yeah. five pages. Yeah. Yeah. From the um, yeah, yeah. So, like, logistically, uh, thinking about how remake ended and how rebirth is going to start, you know, it like. So, one of the questions I I had, and I'm not sure if it's answered from their comment, but like, materia crossover and level crossover, oh, yeah, and how are they going? How are they going to explain away? You know, you just you fought Sephiroth. And you know you slice through a building. Yeah. And now you're going to fight coyotes, and you know right. get your butt creamed. Um, you know I want to <laughs> kind of understand that. Um, and I'm the, obviously the I'm just the mania thing where you you know you start off super powerful and then suck everything away and then have to go get it all. It's going to seem weird. I, I that was honestly one of my questions too. And it's like you know you're, you have all this stuff. You can't put me back to level one, but I can't be level you know fifty again. It's got to be some happy medium, but it's just a question of how. Well, mm-hmm. so one of the comments was, uh, and I can't remember it verbatim. I'm really bad at verbatim, but uh, basically it said Rebirth is a good starting point for anybody wanting to get into the series, which yeah. seemed odd to me that they I would think say. He didn't say it was a good. He said, he said, in fact, even new players can jump said, into yeah. Rebirth and find it an enjoyable experience. I'm like, yeah. So that that yeah, so that I don't was know. odd to me because <laughs> to me that says that we're going to be level one again. That there's probably not going to be a happy medium. That it's going to be like, or or that you're just going to start off with some basic stuff that you didn't start off with in remake. But the fact that he said you know you could start at rebirth without playing remake essentially, it just I was like, well, where are they going with that? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, why am I going to start with two and not one? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be... That's interesting. You can always go off a theory that Yuffie steals all your materia type thing, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah. If you want to move on to Crisis Core, man. I know. Sorry. We could, we could talk about... We could, we could talk. This, is, this is the big thing. Like, this, yeah. Crisis Core sort of goes hand in hand with a lot of the stuff that re- is going to be drawn into the timeline. Final thoughts on this. I... First of all, like, my personal opinion, again, opinions about... Yeah. I, I know they've said, you know, you can play Remake and it's fine. I, that game doesn't really work without the context of the original. Like, mm-hmm. all it relies on the nostalgic beats that brought you for the forefront. Like, having my heart swell the moment I heard Eric talk, you're not going to get that. It's not the same. Like, and I don't buy, like, you know, I get there's people that jumped in and they never played the original and then they played it. So I'm like, that's cool. But you're not going to get the same effect. Like, I really think you should have spent the 25 or even 20 hours you can zip through the original on and, and yeah. just enjoy that one. But play games however you want. I can't control especially, you. Especially it, with the three times speed. It's it's beautiful now. Yeah, like with all the special, yeah, the quality of life stuff has never been easier. And it's still a fantastic game. Like, the only impediment mm-hmm. to the turn base was the speed and the loading screens. Now you just boom, 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 yeah, like right through. Great game. Yeah, I just hate it. Play that. Don't turn on, like, 
limit breakers always and like you know don't, 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 don't just turn the three times speed on and trust me nobody's gonna judge you just do that <laughs> three times speed is fine this is a fantastic I, game and remake just it. doesn't end the same it doesn't have the same thing and you're absolutely like, right they get to they just want to sell more games there's no way you can jump into rebirth without playing the original or at least the the, the that the remake part one it's tough no idea it's cool it's i have no idea what he was what are you on about, man? What is like, like Nomura? What are you talking about? You need to buy all these games. We just want to sell you every single one. Just buy it and then you buy the other one. That's so it. You can jump on right in the middle of a, a trilogy. Yeah. You just want to have to go back and rise to the first movie. <laughs> yeah. You oh, know, Empire Strikes Back without the new yeah. one. <laughs> exactly. Like, who's this Luke Skywalker? I got to go back to that first one. I, uh, I, I, I will say this, though. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Uh, so. A lot of people I spoke to about who didn't like Remake, they played through Remake, they didn't like Remake. I asked them if they're going to get Rebirth. And a lot of people, the majority of people that I spoke to about this, they said, if I can play as Sephiroth in that scene, <laughs> I'll definitely come back and play Rebirth. So in, that's um, In which scene? Like Nibelheim? Yeah, the, the Nibelheim flashback. Yes, 100%. Now yeah. I think they're going to have a lot more too. But... My final theory, I'll bounce it back to you guys before we jump. You're still going to get the original game beats. You're going to get them all. But I think they're going to do some Final Final Fantasy VIII Laguna shit with Zack. And then I think it's going to, I don't know, something like this. And then break apart and then come together and break apart. I don't know. Probably right at that pivotal moment at the Sleeping Forest. That's where. That's probably where it's all going to come together at, the, at, the, at chapter 17. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's where it's gonna happen. You know, Square did learn lessons that you touched on. It was so I was I would defend them, and I get so angry. You know, this is gonna take a decade, and it's gonna be five parts. I'm like, no, it's not. It's <laughs> they finally said it's going to be three parts. Thank Christ. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Final final thoughts on this, guys. Uh, yeah, for me, for me, like I said, man, uh, I'm at the point where I'm I'm excited for this. This is a new story. Uh, we're the the moment that trailer started and we saw a cloud walking in an open world with greenery and like just I'm like oh my god that's that's Mountain Evil in the background like that's all it took for me that I was like I am in like I don't even I don't even care that it's I'll always have that little disappointment in my heart that this is not going to be the story that I know and love but I'm all I'm just like God I am into this game like already I'm super excited. I'm just. You could, also, you could hear the the Nibelheim music in the back of your head as oh. they were. Yeah, it's so good. You're so right, man. And like that, it, you saw my reaction of just like it's. It almost brings it almost brings tears to my eyes to be honest of seeing this world fully realized like this. Mm. It, it's it's just so freaking great. I can't wait to see Gold Saucer. I can't wait to see uh, these other locations and. Yeah, and, I, and you know what? I've been saying uh, to kind of touch back onto. I always throw a Star Wars reference in. I love Star Wars. Uh, this is like this is like the rise of Skywalker, right? Uh, you know, like either you you freaking nail this because this is Final Fantasy VII. I call it the Final Fantasy VII saga uh, because I truly believe that Part Three is going to be the conclusion of every single story arc in the compilation. Um, I think we're going to conclude Deep Ground, a Genesis. Uh, even probably Minerva, all of these different things that were introduced. So they pull in Advent Children stuff too. And at Geostigma, because like all of this stuff is going to be resolved in uh, part three. And I call it the, the 
this is the final movie in the saga or final game in the saga. This is that Rise of Skywalker. Do you nail it? Or do you Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, I think, once again, this is a new story for me. I'm excited. Vinny? Uh, I, I, same thing as Daniel. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited to know why they called it Rebirth. They, they said specifically, you know, Remake is named Remake for a reason. And we can't wait to tell you why Rebirth is called Rebirth. And, you know, I, it, it makes me curious as to what the third title is going to be. Because it seems like they're following the RE, um, the, the RE theme with the, with their names. So it, like, I want to know what's being reborn in this. Is it the game itself or is <laughs> it's it the something double entendre again? It's yeah. the double entendre again. Yeah. It's either, it's, it's the game being reborn. And then it's also like, I, I say it's Sephiroth just because the OST from the last game, it was one winged angel rebirth. So yeah. it just, it kind of makes me think Sephiroth or Genesis because it's red and, and Genesis be they're all going to bring that in and we'll get a bet my final thoughts even to the most jaded final fantasy 7 fan who's upset that this isn't a one-to-one story remake i will look at it like this there was a lot of things they could have improved in the, we don't know anything about genova in the original like mm-hmm. this gives them an opportunity to expand on all that which is incredibly important to understanding who sephiroth is as a character who's just as important as Cloud is to making this game work. And really, we didn't get a lot in the original game about what he was going for, what Genova was. It kept showing up. But, you know, we kind of understood, like, who are the ancients? We're going to get more about that stuff, too. So I would just, I know you're not happy, but just stick with it. Maybe you'll learn some other stuff that make the original even better with that context and that little bit of information. So we'll see. Stay tuned. Uh, baby. (laughs) go into first soldier and ever crisis looks great that'll be the the remake for the original that we want but until they're going to bring that to consoles i'm not going to play it on my phone but the crisis Mm. core remake remaster i should say leaked now what's your experience with crisis core did you guys play it on psp originally uh give me your thoughts um so i never got to play crisis core uh when i had a psp I, I think the only game I had for it was Killzone Liberation. And <laughs> so, it, like, it now, uh, I'm sure I have a PSP somewhere in the void, but this is... I yeah, was just it, about to go get my copy. <laughs> so, I, I never got to play it, um, but I did get to play a little bit of Before Crisis. The... Um, there was a an, an emulator that I found that I, I the emulator came with Before Crisis on it. Oh wow! And I can't find that emulator anymore. But oh, no. so I I got to play that a little bit, but I had to watch YouTube videos of Crisis Core, and I think honestly, as of right now, I am most excited out of all the titles we spoke about today. I am most excited to play Crisis Core because oh, that wow. is something it is. that's huge. That is, it, well, it, I, so there are so many things in Crisis Core that I never got to experience. Oh, yeah. Um, They're going to be and, important. <laughs> yeah, it, important stuff. More than ever now, yeah. So, I, and I think it's, it's obviously 
uh, strategic that they are releasing a Crisis Core reunion, uh, you know, on the on the forefront of uh, Rebirth coming out because mm-hmm. I think they're doing that. Well, I, I believe Daniel said this that um, they are releasing that because it's going to be integral to Rebirth's story. And yeah. not everyone got to play Crisis Core like myself. So it's going to be uh, an avenue for people to play it again. Um, and they really want people to play it because it is coming out on every console. Every like console. Xbox, Steam. Which was surprise. Which, yeah. So I am most excited to play Crisis Core, especially after the trailer. I mean, the music was awesome. Um, <laughs> and this gives them a chance to fix Genesis to not be such like a like a um like a character that people just don't enjoy Mm -hmm. so this crisis core remake i feel like i'll be playing the crisis core that they want me to play to understand what happens in rebirth so i am very excited for this one probably the most excited because the gameplay looked fun um all of the the stuff that people had bad things to say about it as daniel said it looks like they kind of fixed it, like the DMW. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we didn't see them use the DMW. Hopefully, that's improved. Now, that was one of my, my biggest things that, about that's the, the roles, right? Yeah, where it would like interrupt your, your gameplay. Like, it would it's interrupt better. your battle. It's yeah. better. If you watch that trailer, I, I've seen it. I saw it rolling, but I didn't know if it was going to pop up in the middle but, of your. your I, I see what you're saying whether they implemented a little bit more seamlessly rather than it j- jumping in and interrupting you like five, six times a battle. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. sometimes even play a cutscene like while you're in the middle of a battle and I'm like... <laughs> times, but I'm like, yeah, I get it. And yeah. if you've any... I mean, it doesn't bother me as much, but a lot of people are up in arms about the Zach uh, voice actor shift. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't... That. It's not going to bother you, though. You don't really have the, the context of the original... Right, I don't have the context of the original, but also um, stuff like that doesn't really ever bother me. Like, I like yeah. I said, like I play, I play Final Fantasy for the for the story, mm-hmm. um, and then after I beat it, I like to pick it apart, and <laughs> that's what I do with all of them. So, like, it's got a you super know, bowl I, for you, Benny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people were telling mm-hmm. that, like, people were challenging me in Kingdom Hearts too. They were like, you know, uh, the lingering uh, whisper, or whatever its name is. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, "Oh yeah, wait till you get to that. You won't be able to beat that." And I'm just like, All right, "I'm a speed run to it then, so I can <laughs> show you." But um, yeah, there's one for so you in Crisis Core. It's it's all about super bosses and gameplay and and story. And I'm the type of person where. I can play a Final Fantasy that has a bad story if I can fight some strong super bosses. So mm-hmm. that that's that's just how I am. So the, the voice actor thing doesn't bother me. Um, I could see why it would bother people. Uh, yeah. I guess I like if you ever play the original, I really love Zach's character. Like <laughs> Zach's uh, voice actor in, in Crisis Core. So it, it was a little jarring, I'm not gonna lie. Like Especially, you just brought it up. Uh, I'm, I don't know if you fired it up ever since the uh, the trailer. Did you fire it up? I see you had the PSP game. I, I only only to watch that absolutely glorious one of, like goat level CGI <laughs> fight with Sephiroth versus 
Yes. Yeah. Right. Like that's just God tiered. It's to this day, it's probably easily one of the five best I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is glorious. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I fired it up too. And I was playing a little bit on my PSP and I, I got pretty far and I'm like, man, Zach's voice actors. I really like it in this game. But then again, we only heard him say like maybe two or three lines. I mean, here, I'll wait. So I'm cool with it. I think it's fine. And to be honest, they nailed the voice acting in remake. Every character was fantastic. Um, so I have I have faith that Zach is going to be or whoever the I can't think of his name, the person doing Zach's voice actor. I'm so sorry. I, I shouldn't have that name. But uh, but yeah, I think he's going to do fantastic. Um, for me, I think. I think you can also kind of expect the story is going to take a twist. That's just me. Uh, I think it's, yeah, for re, it's called reunion for a reason. And it's even in the remake font, like crisis core reunion. Um, and yeah, I yeah, think that, that reunion means something in the context of final fantasy seven. I mean, it's absolutely. I've been children really referred to it and left it lent into it. I mean, the original game leans into reunion a hundred percent, but we know what that means and they're using it for a reason in crisis core. It wasn't just an offhand moniker that they added. Right. Absolutely. And I think, I think, uh, it's, um, it's a shame, but it's also really exciting for people. Uh, I think it's a shame because the ending of crisis core is one of my favorite endings in like all of video games. Yeah. It, it's one of my favorite endings ever. Uh, I will, I will, I cry at this ending, Benny, like, like, this ending is so good. You know the story. You know you know what happens to Zach. So it's not like it's a surprise. But dude, it is. It hits hard. It's a shame that I feel like that's going to be snubbed. I feel like uh, reunion is going to actually end where remake ended with Zach walking through it. And I think maybe even we'll get a little bit extra. I will lead right into reunion. I like overlap that thing. I. I was going to touch on that, but I agree. Oh, and, nice. Nice. We're on the same page. And, uh, you know, Square has a habit of phoning in some of these remasters. Like, when we saw, like, we can just admit that by this point, the NVIDIA leak is 100% true. We're just counting <laughs> yeah. days to everything. So, Final Fantasy Tactics is coming 100%. Final Fantasy so the like, we don't And 9, yeah, which is, yeah, I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. leave that for another day. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but it looks like... You never knew which way they could go. Was it just going to be the PSP just up No, this, it's not like a whole blowout, but this game actually looks really, really, really good compared mm-hmm. to what I was expecting, far beyond my expectations. So they're counting on this to be a subsequent thing, just as important to remake and rebirth. And I think they are really going to, that's where the re- reimagining of all these characters and the lead into rebirth, that's where it's going to start. And they want you to, really dive in and play yeah uh, and and the, the one thing that i absolutely noticed was the gameplay is enhanced so um when the combat came up uh in the original psp version attack was assigned to one of your slots like you had to hit uh r um the r bumper to go over to select materia left bumper to come back to attack every time you wanted to do it you had to come back to attack to attack attack and it was very like Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Um, and they improved that in the trailer. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, wow, they're going full remake here. This is this is new stuff. 
Um, another thing that's going to be exciting is that you know the camera is going to be, you know, yeah. on the star stick rather than just the sporadic movement that it did in the original. Um, so it's it's a full remake. The cutscenes look like they're intact, though. That was one thing I did notice, that it was almost you could do some side-by-side comparisons and it would be exact animations and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that did look like they, they remained intact. The one thing that I can kind of tack on to crisis core subject is i really hope what Vinny said about improving genesis i really hope that they just kind of clarify the nibelheim incident better mm-hmm. i don't like that genesis was involved that was one of the my biggest things that i hate genesis about it's not really that he he recites loveless that's fine with me like <laughs> that's, that's like it's what it's whatever it's a character you know like you know that's whatever it was that he and he was involved and I'm like, that's not right. I didn't like it. And it was sort of haphazard. It's like they pigeonholed him in. I just want to see it fleshed yeah. out. Like, if he's going to be there, make it better. If you want to take him out okay. on that, I'm all for that, too. Because that's such a specific, important incident to the original game that we didn't even it know almost, existed. It almost took Sephiroth down a notch. And I didn't like that. Like, it almost took him. I think that you're exactly right, Dale. I think some of the backlash to the character of Genesis, not that he was mapped. He was designed after Gact, wasn't it? Yes. It wasn't just Rocky. that. And, I mean, I'm sure they liked it in Japan. They didn't love it over here. But it was like, we already have a Sephiroth. You know, we already have a George. We don't need another one, even though he didn't talk the same. But it's like, he's yeah. not as cool. He's not as badass. He's not as tough. Obviously, they didn't think he was as tough because he gets his ass candid to him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I want him to be his own thing. Make him, if he's going to be in this, which we know he is going to be looking forward, make him be his own thing. Make him be more important rather than this kind of like other bad yeah. guy who, with not a ton of depth, that's ham-fisted into a lot of stuff. And he's definitely awesome that it, it's your most uh, uh, anticipated thing, Vinny. Like, I've yet to hear that, but I could see why. Like, it's a new game. You've never experienced it. And for Final Fantasy fans who haven't, it's it's incredibly important. And just ending my part here, the reason Zach works is because we love Cloud, but he's kind of a downer sometimes. When he gets <laughs> like later in his high, that's great. But Zach is everything Cloud is, but just like a hype monster. Like he wants to have fun. He loves fighting. He's a soldier, right? He doesn't have that baggage that Cloud has. And you know, obviously Square loves him too. That's why they're bringing him back. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of comic relief with uh, in, in Crisis Core too. Entirely jokes, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There, there's one moment, Vinny. I, I don't really. It's. I think it's in the trailer. I don't know. There's one moment where he's like he's running out of a door and Genesis trips him. Like he just falls oh. on the guy. He's like, oh man! And like, <laughs> it's just so <laughs> dumb, man. Yeah. And like, um, Angel goes on this tangent of like talking about the story about dumb apples picking him from like a farm and everything, and then he goes okay, what's that have to do with me? It's what Zach said. He goes, and Angel just goes, there's never a story not worth hearing. And he walks away. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's so good. I'm so glad other people are going to be able to, to experience this game as opposed to it being stranded on this lovely UMD. True. Yeah, I mean, the only other way you do it is not very legal. <laughs> My grain preservations, if they don't want to do it, you can too. But legal is always best. <laughs> but um t- touching up on uh genesis uh that's one thing daniel and i are in agreement with 
um, and we spoke about with the remake is the introduction of Vice, Nero, and Genesis being in mm-hmm. remake. One of our fears, I would say, is um, Sephiroth being kind of either diluted or just overshadowed. And one thing that I would like to see still happen is I want Sephiroth to be the big bad of this game. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see like, you know, like oh here, you no know, here's Sephiroth, but like also be careful of Genesis and also be careful of Weiss and also be careful of Nero. Like Sephiroth should, in my mind, should be able to just like one-handedly take on all three of them like they are nothing, and then yeah. you know continue yeah. on about his day i believe i will like, say remake definitely did that like to make him super insanely powerful there's never been anything canonically that dispels that but i i mean i agree with you and i've heard other people talk about it. it is a worry that you know ultimately these are the characters we're here for i like the other stuff i really do but those can't pull away it's really going to be reliant on the writers and the directing of the game but again i'm going to put my faith into them that they're going to do exactly what you said and he ultimately regardless whether these characters get muddled in he's going to be that ultimate orchestrator and everything is going to revolve around him and for better for worse spoilers his knowledge of these timelines that he's already yeah. proven to have that he can possibly manipulate so yeah i mean that'll all be flushed out uh, from mm. crisis core forward so, so like uh, Crisis Core being involved, uh, like now it's getting the reunion remake type thing. It's for me, it shows that Genesis is going to be very important. And then the last time we saw Genesis was at the end of Dirge of Cerberus, where he rises up and said, "There's much work to be done," and he and he takes off somewhere. Yeah. And it's just like you know that's not they're not going to leave that dangling. That's not something that just eh, just forget about that ever happened. He's coming back, and I think that's um, I think that's one of the worries that me and Vinny have, like what Vinny was saying, where it's like, okay, so if Genesis comes back, there, what, what is he? What is, is he going to help you take down Sephiroth? Is he going to become the new villain and Sephiroth gets redeemed? Because there's a lot of signs that there's a lot of signs of like classic trilogies of like the the villain gets redeemed. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, look at Star Wars and you know, Star like Wars he, and Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like he was a hero at one point. Is there still mm. good in him, Padme? Yeah. Uh, See, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, oh, like, so there's that uh, that that fear, I guess, of like Sephiroth's his end game is actually he wants to to do. I don't know. What, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, like I, we, I could go on like just you talking. I'm, I'm thinking about things that they could do from a writing perspective, like they could. You know, maybe Genesis is the wrench in Sephiroth's plan. That was an oversight. He didn't plan for it. Or, you know, he has his own plan. But, like, there's just so many ways you could take it. But he is definitely going to be a big part of it. And yeah, I, I really think the story will probably hinge, since he will be a big part of it, is how they redeem the character in a lot of different ways. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, uh, I'd like to, to kind of conclude, I guess, for my uh, the Final Fantasy thing. Um for like Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. is that I think uh, since we're getting Crisis Core reunion, I really do think we're getting a Dirge of Cerberus remake eventually down the line. Yeah, uh, and I think that's I think that's going to happen for sure. Um, I think it deserves it. Yeah, and I also want to say that we'll have Rebirth probably have an integrate in between. And I've been saying this for a while. Like we had Yuffie's integrate, and that was to to bring in 
Deep Ground, Vice, Nero, yeah. uh, those guys. And I think, as I said, this is the, this is the conclusion of the saga. We got to wrap up all of these storylines. I really do think that intergrades are going to be reserved for that Deep Ground stuff. And I almost, I, I want to predict that Vincent will be the main character of Integrate, Rebirth Integrate, and we'll, we'll hopefully conclude the deep ground stuff or maybe even get ready to conclude it. Everything's going to conclude in part three or something. Mm. But I think deep ground is going to be reserved for Integrate and stay out. Like, I don't think we're going to see Vice in, in Rebirth or something like that. Okay. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I, I never even thought of that theory, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility for sure. Yeah. I, but the fact that we're even having these conversations and the excitement is back around Final Fantasy, it just makes me feel so good. We had so many years there where it was just like, we were like, just give us a kernel and then we would make shows about it and, and talk yeah. about it. But it's so difficult. Now we have so much to talk about. It's great. Right. Yeah, and like, and this kind of like harkens back to what you said earlier uh, of our little little tiny uh, debate or conversation about if it stayed the one to one remake of the story, would you be as excited? Would there be as a, com- a conversation going on as it is now? Like we're talking, we're gonna be, we've been talking about remake since it ended, and we're still talking about it. What three years later or two years later? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're gonna be talking about it even longer for another year or and a half, year and a half. Um, and that's because of its new story. Um, but although, even though I'd be more excited if it wasn't the same, <laughs> but you still get so, that conversation. Logistically, though, this is it's it's a, a, a challenge. Square releasing two, you know, Final Fantasy as their tentpole franchise and their mainline in the summer, and then bouncing mm-hmm. to essentially something they've never really done before with you know. Rebirth remake part two in the winter. That's two massive games in the same, really the second half. You're probably going to see of 2023. It's a lot to balance from a from a marketing and and business perspective. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll be able to maximize it, but it's that's big for them. Like it's been slim pickings for years, and it's it's coming now. Like hopefully they fix the problems that have plagued them since the PS 360 generation to now. Um, Yeah. And I mean, not even not to mention like Stranger of Paradise came out this year, Final Fantasy game. Uh, we had we have Ever Crisis coming out. We had First mm-hmm. Soldier come out. These are mobile games, but yeah, they're and there. Supposed to be Spoken uh, at the end of the year, uh, yeah. sort of Spoken, man. Yeah, for Spoken, and then you know uh, Reunion, uh, Crisis Core Reunion, Winter this year. So mm-hmm. lots of coming. Yeah, um, like. Yeah, I mean, and then you got the Game Awards where I'm sure we're going to see Final Fantasy 16 more. We're going to see, like, we're going to get those little nuggets in between. It's, the, the long wait is not going to be that long anymore. No, the, like, it feels like the home stretch. Yeah, you know, she yeah. announced 16. We're ready to talk about it. It's, it's yeah. to, to keep talking. But, and, and I have no, no doubt they will be. Listen, guys, like, I could keep going on this for a long time. Like, we have this love going. Like, Final <laughs> Fantasy, and it's bringing us together. This is our reunion. This is <laughs> Let's wrap yeah. up. Uh, obviously, with the the low hanging fruit, let's start with you, Vinny. What are your top three Final Fantasy games? Let's wrap on that. It's super hard, and go, man. I think uh, the the list that we made. I think uh, so. Final, <laughs> Fantasy, Final Fantasy ten is number one for me. Okay. Uh, then Final Fantasy seven, and then I believe I put Final Fantasy one as my third favorite. Wow. Um, yeah. um, 
And then I believe after that was six. But ten, uh, still to this day, even after all the new games that came out after it, ten is still my absolute favorite. And it's funny, like, it gets unfairly maligned by some people because of the laughing scene, which honestly didn't play very far because it has context in it. And honestly, we rip it for the voice acting, but Final Fantasy X is one of the, of the, considering the generation, is one of the best voice acted games, really. I, I mean, it's it's phenomenal, I thought. And all the characters have great arcs. I love Final Fantasy X, man. James Arnold Tate, routinely, like when you, when you pull, whether it's Japan or North America, Final Fantasy X is right in the top three. All, generally, it's number one. So, mm-hmm. all you guys. Yeah, 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 I, yeah I agree. Final Fantasy. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say Final Fantasy X just has so much going on with it, and it being the first, um, like 3D, like you know, going from nine to ten was such a huge jump in graphics and mm-hmm. gameplay, and being the first voice acted Final Fantasy and everything is just I don't know, so memorable to me. You know, my uh, favorite, the smallest touch of ten that I wish more games did is the way they introduced every single area. It's such a subtle touch that, but it does so much of the heavy lifting of exposition for uh, an area. And then it also gives, it gives Zidane's, uh, not Zidane, what am I talking about? <laughs> He's like, no, it's okay, man. He can Like his, his nostalgic narration over <laughs> each area. And that yeah. works so well. More games should really adopt that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, for real. I actually replayed 10 uh, recently. And I, I have to disagree about the voice acting. I thought it was like what like everybody else talking about. I think it's amazing. I think it's really good. It's good. Yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Jason. I, I totally agree with you. Vinny, you have any more? You? I don't want to. I don't want to. Vinny, no, ten, no, no, you're good. Ten two. Huh? What What are your thoughts on ten two? I like ten two. He loves and it. Daniel knows this. I like ten two. Um, like I said, I don't need a good story for Final Fantasy. I enjoyed the combat. Best turn-based um, combat of all time? No, no, no. Uh, Final Fantasy X had the best turn-based combat. Oh, the conditional, conditional okay. turn-based is my is my favorite. Okay, that, that was my absolute favorite. But Final Fantasy X too, it was fun. It was bouncy. Um, it definitely was bouncy. And, yeah, it, it was. It was bouncy, and it you know I I keep hearing rumors that they're going to make a Final Fantasy X Part Three. Yeah. And, it, it's not just rumors. They like Katase keeps talking about it. Dima mm-hmm. said he like had the script. Yeah, but they <laughs> they, they, they want someday. Even though we haven't announced how many parts seven remakes going to be, <laughs> oh, and then we might do eight too. I'm like, okay, guys, just relax. <laughs> right, but I think one of the stipulations was they wanted all of their other projects to be finished before they started Final Fantasy Ten Part Three, um, and so that. I think that was one of the stipulations, and it seems like they have a very heavy load for the near future. So I don't think I'm going to even see any anything for it for the next ten years at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe least. maybe for that maybe for that game's 25th anniversary, maybe we'll see something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, 25th anniversary from 2021 or 2001? Sorry, uh, that would be what 2030, 35. <laughs> Maybe maybe no, you'll get two, something there. Two thousand what twenty five anniversary would be two thousand uh twenty six. Twenty six, I'm sorry. My yes. math is off. <laughs> we'll give it the thirty fifth anniversary. <laughs> so uh 
from there, Daniel, your top three, if you can give them to me. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely seven <laughs> as my as my favorite. I I think that's that's fair uh, everywhere. Uh, <laughs> um, but all right, so number two, Jason, uh, you're gonna you're not gonna like me, man. It's Final Fantasy 15. Wow. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Because yeah, I don't dis. It's definitely not my least favorite. Like, not even close. Because no matter what, I I played that game for like 130 hours. Like, I platinumed it. I loved. Now, I think the game was absolute dog shit before the Royal Edition. I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> when it came out in 2016, and when all of a sudden Gladiolus showed back up without any explanation, I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm not. I waited 10 years. I'll wait another three until they finish this game. I don't care. And I did wait. <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I just, I waited. When they released Royal Edition, I saw this stuff. Oh, so that's the way the combat is supposed to look. Like it, they initially introduced it. So then, then I played the game. So, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. A 15 podcast for three hours. We could totally do that. I would love that. Uh, yeah, that that is a fair that's a fair assessment there. Um, I just man, that's that that story stuck with me. Um, I like obviously I don't need to talk about my my favorite seven. We've talked about that for the past hour, <laughs> but but uh, like for fifteen, I love the story of that. What can I say, guys? You're the best. You guys are the best. Nice. Oh. You're the best. Oh, so good. Walk tall, my son. And then he got turned around. Walk tall, my friends. Come on, man! There's so many lines in this that are so love, good. Love that. Goes, I love that. Kings of Lucius, come to me. Trust in me, Dad. Oh man! And then, and then when he goes, he walks in there and he goes, Amazing. "Off my chair, Mister. That's where the king sits." <laughs> come on! It's so good, man. I love it. The brotherhood, everything about it is so good. Wow. I, I love it. <laughs> I feel like 15 would be in my top three, if not for the thing we spoke about, where, like, Final <laughs> Fantasy X is linear, and then it opens up. Yeah. And 15 is a cone, where it's open. I call it the funnel effect. The funnel. Yeah. <laughs> where it's open in the beginning, and then it becomes very linear after a certain point where you can't really go and do what you want. It's because they ran out of time, and they just, all the shit they had planned for, there's, oh, we can't do that anymore, so here's the Empire, and then here's the Emperor, and he's just a random mob. Don't, listen, man, like, this game is just ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta all over the place. But, I want to talk so much. I can't, I can't. No, yeah. <laughs> but you can tell, though, I still got love for it, because I'm passionate. Yeah. Like, I was so into this game, and I still was. And honestly, like, I... Anyway, 15. So number three for Daniel, sir. <laughs> I, I love I can see your passion for it, man. I really do. I, I see it. Number three for me is always a tough one because I feel like this is the one that cycles. It just it just cycles because it depends on my mood. It depends on my what I'm feeling that day or something. But um, I think I said it was 10. Final Fantasy 10, I had just replayed it. Um, what I love about 10 is that it feels like, and I, I did this in our 10 celebration uh, podcast with me and me and Benny and uh, Soldier First Class, if you know who he is. He, he was part of that uh, the conversation and we were talking about what makes 10 so special when it is extremely linear, more linear than 13 that gets the most hate for it. 13 is, it gets hate for being linear. 10 is more linear than that. But here's the difference. I say that 10 feels like 
you're cruising down the boulevard with the window down. It's it's a breeze. 13 feels like you're on a dirt road and it's just rough and you don't know what the heck is going on. There's dust everywhere. But 10 is just a beautiful ride down the boulevard. It's pretty. The, the locations are on point. Every location feels like a vacation. Feels so good. Um, and you got... You got a story, a love story that's one of my favorite in gaming. Like, I love Titus and Yuna, or I call him Titus, sorry, Titus and Yuna. Um, I love that story there, man. Uh, the characters and how they meet. Every location, you go through it, and it's a, it's a beautiful location, but they don't take too long there. I love this about the game. The pacing is some of the best yeah. pacing in Great all pacing. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go through you go through every new location and it's just a breeze. Like I said, top down and you're breezing through every beautiful location this game has to offer. And the pacing is just perfect. Um, it does have, I've, I've seen that comparison time and time again, especially from 13 Defenders, which whatever. But yeah. 10, is, <laughs> 10 does a far better job of, I mean, I'm, they're not, this isn't the right word, but they mask the linearity of it. Mm-hmm. And it's wrapped up in a journey that you know you're on. Like you have a a, a goal, right? That yeah. the entire story is funneling you, the summoner and the, and the guardians, right through, uh, and you know what you're supposed to do. But it does deviate a lot. Whereas thirteen, I you could feel those railings the whole way. Yeah, that's like thirteen too, so much. I got you. Yeah, that makes that that's a that's good good assessment there. Yeah. Uh, uh sorry, Van Gogh. Uh. I, Final Fantasy X, um, I, it doesn't do it as well as Final Fantasy VII does, but I feel like Final Fantasy X is the other Final Fantasy that just has just the, the multitude of characters that are so relatable to where anybody could play the game and you can find somebody you relate to. Like, yeah. I, I think I think Seymour is one of the best villains, uh, you know, next to Sephiroth and, and Kefka, but, like, Seymour just is, like, you know... Uh, he's he he's different than everybody else because he he has you know interracial parents yeah and he gets bullied and it turns him into like he has kind of like a oh like his goal is horrible but it, it's like almost like in his mind he thinks he's doing the right thing basically like mm-hmm. he he's trying to free everybody from the the circle of of death by just killing everybody like hey you don't gotta worry about it if you're already dead so you know like but then you have you know you have uh titus yuna riku waka kamari lulu who are all vastly different um oring and and then there's that uh the the undertones of like fatherhood and everybody kind of had different upbringings based on their father father yeah like literally the the same everyone rips on waka and you know the mod, but his art to me works so well. Like you know the the religious, almost the religious back bumpkin, and then mm-hmm. we learn about the world, and he he evolves his way of thinking, and and mm-hmm. even he has so much time with the you know this is what we do, yeah. And just yeah, yeah. It, it works so well. I man, screw the haters for the voice acting. Ten ten is so well done. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Waka. I like I liked what you said, man, because I, I totally agree with you. I hate when. People bash Waka, so I was like, like oh man, play the game. He learned the whole game. <laughs> play the whole game. Then you go in the ten two, and he's like, he's, he's you know, they got a kid, you know, yeah. he's, he's married to Lulu. He's evolved. He's a good father now. Um, and then to ten, 
is so good. Yeah, man. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank Yep. That's another thing about well, 10. Before we get to mine, real quick, uh, do, yes, you consider, yeah. do you consider 11 and 14 in, in your list? Have you played any of the MMOs? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Do you play 14? Uh, yeah. Oh. So here, here's the deal, man. Um, I didn't like it. Like, so it's it's one of those things where the MMO is not for me, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I, I I'm not like going to say that it's not good or anything. It's just not for me. It's mm-hmm. just not for me. I don't like the. Uh, I ne- I never really got into the combat. I, I really felt like I was just kind of mindlessly walking. And there's so many side quests and all that other stuff. But I have so much respect for Yoshi P. And I had like everybody who loves 14. I totally understand your you know why. So yeah. it's 14 on your list. <laughs> I, the only reason I bring that up, I, I was an 11, a Final Fantasy 11, like original player. I played that game probably for 10 years. I, I ran the top link shell on the Alexander server. We had a ton of world firsts. Ooh. I did. I sold things for real money. I sold my account for $5,000 when I was done. Now, oh, and then I, then I had all the guild now, but the game since then has become completely different where none of that stuff matters anymore. Mm-hmm. 11 was this moment in time that can never be duplicated because of the hardship that you had to go through to play it. And yeah. better people have described this than me, but no one would ever put up with its bullshit today, ever. Mm-hmm. That's why 14 exists. It's so streamlined and easy to use and you can do it with people or not with people. <laughs> not <Yeah>. my experience <laughs> I, uh, it was so difficult for me to even in MMO context let me just say that like MMOs are their different animal, but in an MMO context 14 is extremely easy to use doesn't mean it's easy just means it's easy yeah comparably I'm not even I, I, this is before I even like started actually pressing buttons to play the game like my, I <laughs> just trying to sign up <laughs> I, just trying to sign up like I got locked out like six different times I bought the game three times because I kept getting locked out of it I had to buy oh it three God. different times just to try and play it because every time I I started a, a Square Enix account or whatever it got like I would play I, I would go I would create a character, and then I couldn't. It, it, I, it, it said these servers are um, locked out to new users. You had a so hard I, time. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't even get into a server because it was so popular. And then once it, I had to wait, and then once I finally was able to get into a server, it, it I was locked out, and it said I needed a certain a, a key to <laughs> unlock the account. So I was just like, all right, how do I get this key? So I before and then, they even getting into it, yeah. Yeah, so there was, I just I went through so many circles. That's the 360 version, yeah. The 360 version, yeah. Th- this was um, th- I-, I played it on 360. This okay. is the first time I played it. All the expansions were already out, or the three expansions, I guess. Yeah, Treasures of Adurgan and Chains of Promethea, right? Yeah. Yep. Man. And Rise of uh, Zillert. The Rise of Zillert, yeah. Zillert, yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to touch on that because some you guys are hardcore Final Fantasy fans. People have hard. Yeah. Uh, so is Final end. Fantasy Eleven your favorite of all time? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> right now, it's the game I've spent the most time on in my life, and probably have the fondest memories of, which is crazy. Yeah. Other than my, you know, my tempo game that got me into this entire thing, which is Fantasy Star, Final Fantasy Two, Final Fantasy Seven, but Eleven is just crazy. Just the length and the challenge, man. The planning. 
like you'd have to plan overnight for some of this stuff but anyway enough with that my personal favorite number one it's like it's okay it's seven but it used okay. to, on another day i'll say nine sometimes i love nine it's like for me it's like final fantasy's disney take like mm. the the cartoonishness and and of that entire world i love that game i think it's it's excellent beautiful game and sakaguchi's like swan song for yeah for final yeah i mean i'd probably say the weakest point of nine is probably the soundtrack but i still think it's 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 really good and mm-hmm. i'm excited to see what they do with a remaster remake i mean it's yeah. obviously a remake because we've already had the revamped final fantasies with quality of life editions right yeah. so and i wonder yeah. how that affects the memoria project that they're working on right now i guess we'll just I see was- yeah, I've actually sp- we we uh, had them on the show. They're oh, cool. awesome. Yeah, awesome people. Um, and and like they're working on it. And of course, they're like guys. Or you know, I just want everybody to know that we are not affiliated and all this other yeah. stuff. And I'm like, man, but I really hope that they come to you because <laughs> you guys are doing fantastic work. <laughs> their mindset and what they have going on. I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. But so I'll go. Number two, I will go with Final Fantasy IV. Uh, I just think it's such a great game. I love the characters. Mm-hmm. And I like my Final Fantasies. The one traditional aspect I do like is my traditional fantasy, which is 16 is giving us again. Like, yeah. I like my, my armor, my swords, my castles, and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. As much as I like Final Fantasy gravitating and seven with like the, the steampunk and you know eight diving into the futuristic stuff, which I like less. I'm, I do like the traditional setting, so I'll go with two. And then three, again, it could be a million things. Man, yeah. there are, there's so many equal, but I'll honestly go with, with 14. Uh, I think from the original step into 14 is tough. Now, they fixed all that. They've since gone back and streamlined the quests, added flying in the areas to make them easier to navigate oh, and yeah. stuff like that. But really from the first expansion on, Heaven's Ward, the mm-hmm. writing is is so 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 good and the encounter design is incredible the bosses are super epic and it's like you get this expansion and it's just that but then you get like five patches that add on to the story that lead into the next expansion and it's i haven't even finished like i just don't i got kidding are you on uh shadowbringers yet i, I i'm about i was halfway through shadowbringers and i just it's too much for me to keep up with and i want to get into <laughs> I'll jump in somewhere down the line. It's just, it's 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 not a money thing. It's just a time thing. I so many games, so little time. I mm. totally. That's where. Uh, so I made it to to Shadowbringers. Um, that's where I made it to, and I, I'll say that's actually where the gameplay got fun for me. So like with Shadowbringers, it started becoming like, okay, I'm actually, I feel like I'm actually doing something. I feel like I actually have to participate in these battles that are happening. Um, whereas like. I, I gotta say, even from like Heaven's Word all the way to Stormblood, I was just like, you know, like. I, I don't know. But um, but with with Shadowbringers, man, the opening of that game is beautiful. Like I was like, okay, okay, I'm a I'm a Final Fantasy 14 believer now. Like I'm like, all right, I love I like this game. I love where we're going with it. You get to be the Warriors of Darkness. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. 
and then you uh and then it just kind of goes it kind of does its own like mmo thing where i'm just like okay i don't have the time i like you said jay's i just I don't have the time. there's just so much there but the one thing i respect that 14 did and the reason yoshi p is garnished such a fall they do the nostalgia notes in 14 really well too yeah like they respect the history but it doesn't seem like it's oh here's that thing you like it's sort of woven into it well mm-hmm. uh, and you know you see so Today I'll say 14. Tomorrow could have been 10. I mean, I didn't pick 10 because you guys said 10. I just want to... <laughs> yeah, to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. Although I do prefer... I'm one of those guys that prefer four over six. I just do. Yeah. Six, I, I think I had that on the game. I just prefer two, four over six. I like the story of uh, of Cecil. I call him Cecil, but I like the story of uh, Cecil. And, <laughs> yeah, and like going from uh, going from that, like, this, the beginning of that game where you burn down that village like you are responsible for k- slaughtering this village and then uh it was your actions that killed Rydia's mom and like mm-hmm. it, and and just like oh my god the path to redemption in that like you have to have a path to redemption and i'm just like god i love that you imagine and i i, I know everybody's gonna be like please don't say remake again but could you imagine if like if that was done in like remake oh, I- Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh man! Well, yeah, with, with full voice acting. Uh, this is a blast. <laughs> I've loved talking to you guys. Rarely do I get to talk to people that are into the thing that I'm into as much as I am. And I would love to do this again uh, in some way or form. We're gonna have a lot of things to talk about moving forward. But as we wrap yeah. up, um, give me a brief. What's your your hopes for the future of your channel and then just where everyone can reach you guys. Okay. Uh, well, like this, this kind of start off to reciprocate. Um, we'd love to have you back, like have you on our show if you'd like uh, one day to, to talk and maybe that can give our audience to say like, Hey, check out the Rose experience, you know, like, um, so come on to our show one day. That'd be awesome. Um, and uh, for the, for as for the, like the future of the show, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just so happy and like blessed of the things that we've been able to do. Um, we have actually spoken to Sakaguchi himself, Wow, which was like, that's one of the highlights of anything that happens from here on out. I'm just like, cool. You know, <laughs> but, but like we spoke to the father of Final Fantasy and that, that was unreal to me. We've spoken to John Eric Bentley, Austin Lee Matthews, voice of Roach, uh, Madam M. We spoke to Mallory Lowe. We've spoken to so many uh, talented voice actors. Um, my hopes for the future of the show is that we can continue to speak with uh, some of the voice talent, some of the people behind our favorite franchise some of the people that have brought that to us um that's my that's my goal like i said man i love the industry um the entire gaming industry and that's who i want to speak with i want to speak to the developers i want to and i know that's going to be really hard to do when they're you know there's a language barrier and stuff but i want to speak to um the developers the people who are bringing this to us the the people behind the scenes um and just really spotlight that. Uh, and then I guess in game or not in game, but like long-term goal is that I would hope to maybe one day if E3 is next year and like that actually happens, I'd love to go to E3 and report on it as Final Fan TV, uh, be able to interact with some of the people there, like 
the the people uh, that made the game and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. That's that's their I guess short term goal. Um, but yeah, long term, just keep growing the channel and celebrating Final Fantasy. Well, you guys seen lots of growth in two years, and I can just tell you from talking, your passion's prevalent. I don't think you're going to have any trouble with success, Vinny. I, you, I assume your your vision aligns with Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're usually on the same wavelength about everything. We even make the same movements at the same time. Uh, yeah, somebody, somebody clipped our uh, reaction from the uh, rebirth, and we both went like this at the at the same time at the same exact time. That's great. That's good. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining me. I'll just ask you to stay on the line. Sometimes Zencaster doesn't compile immediately, right? So just give me a couple more minutes after we log off, but. Everyone out there, this has been episode three of the Rose Experience today with the Final Fan TV talking about Final Fantasy and hope to do it again. Thank you for having us on, man. Thank you. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening.